What is up, Iwu crew? Today, we are going to be covering a story so chilling, it will make you think twice about who you believe you can trust. It is the case of Jesse Shane Kempson. If you enjoy true crime, mysteries, and true stories, be sure to hit the like button and subscribe. Now, let's get into it. Jesse was born and raised in the Wellington region of New Zealand with his parents, though they eventually divorced when he was only nine years old. Following his parents' separation, Jesse spent the majority of his childhood with his father and his paternal grandfather, as his mother had moved overseas when his father remarried. In his early adulthood, Jesse attended Iotea College and even played softball at a regional level for a variety of teams. When he wasn't attending classes or playing softball, Jesse spent his time bartending when he could. In fact, when Jesse lived in Sydney, Australia between 2013 and 2016, he made a living bartending and working in construction and general labor. To his family, he appeared to be a hard-working young man who had a taste for the fun things in life. But no one seemed to know exactly how Jesse defined fun. To everyone else in his life, Jesse was widely regarded as an enigma of sorts. Acquaintances who were familiar with Jesse said that he often claimed to have received his bachelor's degree in international law from Iotea College and that he had originally come from money. In fact, it is said that Jesse used to claim to have come from a family of millionaires who owned restaurant chains in Sydney, and that he was in touch with a variety of vague contacts that worked in New Zealand immigration. After his stay in Sydney, Jesse ended up moving back to New Zealand and to Green Lane and Mount Eden with a few other young adults who were on the cusp of starting their respective professional careers. Jesse's old roommates claimed that Jesse often engaged in disturbing, untrustworthy behavior and was known to be a bit of a pathological liar. In his early 20s, like many other adults his age, Jesse became rather obsessed with using dating apps. And perhaps one could refer to Jesse's addiction to dating apps as quite a deadly obsession. In December of 2018, Jesse found himself scrolling through Tinder in search of a date, as he frequently did. While doing so, Jesse came across the profile of a young woman named Grace Mullane. Grace was originally from Wickford, Essex, and had recently graduated from the University of Lincoln. After obtaining her bachelor's degree in advertising and marketing, Grace decided to take a gap year before applying to grad schools. And in doing so, she also decided to spend the majority of her gap year traveling and going on a backpacking tour to make the most of the experience. After backpacking through South America for six weeks, Grace decided to choose a new route for the next two weeks of her trip. On November 20th, 2018, Grace entered New Zealand and by the 30th of the month, she made her way to Auckland. As Grace's birthday was just days away, she intended to spend her time in Auckland's central business district to celebrate on her own. 
or perhaps not entirely on her own. On December 1st, the very eve before Grace's birthday, she coincidentally came across Jesse Kimson's profile on Tinder and, finding him attractive, swiped right. The two ended up matching and proceeded to have a conversation that quickly turned into the pair making plans to meet up for a date. That very same evening, Jesse and Grace met in person for the date as they had discussed. As seen on the CCTV footage from the Sky City building, the two embraced in a hug while exchanging pleasantries and introductions around 5.45 p.m. Then, the two proceed to head up the escalator to the second floor of the building, where they would come to make their first stop of the evening, a restaurant called Andy's Burgers and Bar. Once Jesse and Grace entered the bar, they can be seen on CCTV footage grabbing a couple of menus before ultimately picking a table just out of the camera's view to enjoy a few drinks and appetizers. And just over an hour later, the two are caught on camera again as they leave Andy's to head off to their next destination. They proceeded to leave the Sky City building and head out onto Federal Street where they ultimately ended up deciding to enter another establishment called the Mexican Cafe. While at the Mexican Cafe, Grace and Jesse spent about an hour drinking around three jugs total of margaritas and sangria. Jesse can be seen covering the pair's tab before they ultimately move on to their third and final drink spot for the evening, the Bluestone Room. Around 8.30 p.m., just moments after they entered the establishment, Jesse and Grace are caught on camera kissing passionately at least three different times. It appeared to those around them as though their date was going well, and that the two of them seemed incapable of keeping their hands off of each other. And then, things took a turn for the worse. At around 9.20, Grace can be seen excusing herself from the pub table to presumably use the restroom. As she did so, she ended up leaving her purse behind with Jesse, hoping that he would look after it respectfully while she was gone. Except that is not at all what happened. CCTV footage captures the moment that Jesse actually reaches across the table to grab Grace's purse and search through it. Finding whatever he had been in search for, Jesse slips what we assume to be some cash into his pocket from Grace's handbag before she returns to the table. And, as concerning as that was, it did not end there. Once the two exit the Bluestone Room, they can be seen walking down the street until they ultimately end up at the City Life Hotel on Queen Street around 9.40 p.m., Jesse and Grace proceeded to book a room for themselves to spend the night together and were even captured getting into the City Life Hotel elevator from the lobby just moments later. Once the two arrived on the third floor of the hotel building, they exited the elevator and presumably headed off to the room they reserved. And unfortunately, that CCTV footage from mere hours before her birthday was the last time anyone ever saw Grace Millane alive. The first indication that something had gone horribly wrong 
was when Grace failed to respond to her parents' text messages and calls, in which they intended to wish her a happy birthday. Not only was that kind of behavior regarded as rude in her household, it was also completely out of Grace's character. As the entirety of December 2, 2018 came and went, and Grace's parents still had not heard from her, they knew that something must have happened. Wanting to ensure that they did not overreact, they waited three total days before contacting Auckland police and reporting Grace missing. While Grace's parents tried tirelessly to get into contact with their daughter, Jesse rented a red Toyota Corolla hatchback from a rental car company in central Auckland. By the time Grace was officially reported as a missing person, a public appeal was issued and all of Auckland was on high alert in search for the foreign backpacker who seemed to have vanished into thin air. But what really happened to Grace Mullane after she stepped off of the elevator at the Sky City Hotel? According to Jesse, he and Grace had engaged in rough intercourse that ultimately went too far, resulting in Grace being choked to death at Jesse's hands. But according to Jesse's own phone records, something else happened entirely. Evidence was found that proved Jesse had taken intimate photographs of Grace's lifeless body after having killed her. Then, instead of reacting in a panic as he would have if her death had been an accident as he claimed, Jesse proceeded to search for disturbing content online while Grace's body lay at his feet. Then, Jesse looked up the Waitekere Ranges, a rural location just a 45-minute drive away from the hotel. As we mentioned, Jesse rented a car while Grace's parents tried to determine if their daughter was in danger. But before he did so, he was seen at a local store purchasing a large suitcase with wheels. Then, Jesse made his way back to the hotel to drop off the suitcase before heading back out to purchase various cleaning products. After successfully renting a car, and returning back to the hotel room to drop off the rest of his purchases, Jesse is captured on CCTV later the very same afternoon, meeting up with another woman at a bar. The other woman, authorities concluded, was another date that Jesse had arranged on Tinder. All while Grace's lifeless body remained on the floor of Jesse's hotel room. While on the date, the woman who has remained unnamed claimed that Jesse made a comment that, quote, police dogs cannot smell dead bodies if they are buried more than four feet in the ground. Later that very evening, Jesse was once again spotted on the camera in the hotel's elevator, borrowing a dolly to move two suitcases out of the hotel, one of which contained Grace's naked body that Jesse had folded into a fetal position until it fit. Jesse then proceeded to exit the elevator on the first floor and roll the dolly out of the hotel's glass doors. He is seen loading the suitcases into the red Toyota that he had rented earlier in the day. After doing so, he returned the dollies to the hotel and exits once more before driving away from the scene of the crime with Grace's body in tow. 
Jesse ended up burying the suitcase with Grace's body in a shallow grave in a forest area near Scenic Drive in the Waitakere Ranges, the same location he had been looking into just moments after taking her life. And by the time anyone had realized that Grace was missing, Jesse was already returning to his normal routine. On December 7th, Grace's father, David, was able to fly into Auckland to demand information and answers from local police. At that moment, police had also managed to identify a male companion that they believed to be with Grace in her last moments, 26-year-old Jesse Shane Kempson. Later the very next day, Jesse was taken in for questioning regarding Grace Mullane's disappearance. Throughout the questioning, it was clear that Jesse could not directly answer questions regarding the suitcase that he was seen carrying on CCTV. After the interrogation with Jesse, police publicly announced that they were treating the disappearance as a murder investigation, and Jesse was formally charged with Grace's murder. At the time, due to New Zealand law, his name was not publicly released. After further investigation, police were able to locate Grace's remains in the Waitakere Ranges shortly after 4 p.m. on December 9, 2018, a little over a week after her death. Jesse Shane Kimson was on trial three separate times. During the first trial, Jesse was convicted of murdering Grace Mullane in December of 2018. He was then sentenced to 17 years in prison. At his second trial, Jesse was found guilty of, quote, sexual, physical, and financial abuse of a former girlfriend who had stepped forward after seeing Jesse's name in the news for the murder of Grace Mullane. Jesse's ex-girlfriend claimed that Jesse had tried to kill her in January of 2017, stating that he had chased her around the house with a knife and choked her into submission before forcing himself onto her. At the end of this trial, Jesse was sentenced to seven and a half years in prison. Finally, at his third trial, he was found guilty of assaulting a woman. This woman, like Grace, had actually met Jesse on Tinder and stepped forward after hearing of Grace's murder. At the conclusion of this trial, Jesse was sentenced to three and a half years in prison. To add to the tragedy of this case, Grace Millane's father, David, recently succumbed to cancer two years after his beloved daughter died. Jesse Shane Kempson's story is a chilling one, and one that will hopefully remind you to be careful who you spend your time with, as monsters lurk around every corner. Follow us on Twitter at Louis Gang Entertainment, on YouTube and Instagram at Louis Gang. It will mean so much to the whole team.